Good evening and welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here joined by myself tonight. Today will be a solo podcast and I am absolutely freezing cold. I'm curled up outside the chateau on the patio, wrapped up in several layers, kind of fetal position, trying to keep warm. It's definitely October now and you can feel the crisp air coming in, which I felt would be perfect for the backdrop for tonight's podcast. And as I said that, I had something very creepy in the background. Okay, so moving along. It's definitely outside and you can tell there are still creatures about in the forest doing doing their rounds before hibernation. But goodness, is it cold. So let's get into this. Tonight's format is going to be a little bit different than what we usually do, to be honest. It's more of a musing still with some magic, occult undertones, but I more wanted to have a running thought discussion, sort of with myself, but also so that you can follow along. So this year's been pretty weird, right? I think we can all agree, hands down, 2020 has been just awful, possibly one of the most awful years of all time, at least in our recollection for the past couple of generations, right? We're not talking about as terrible as things like World War One and World War Two were, and there have been obviously much, much worse periods in history. However, for us, this is still a pretty bad time for those of us that didn't go through the Depression, you know, or the Spanish influenza to experience a pandemic is a scary thing, and it's kind of that alone has been unsettling and has changed so much, you know, so many of us have lost our our jobs and everything as a result of this. And a lot of us have lost people that we love too. That's difficult. And so suddenly you're faced with this strange thing on top of that, of all of these other horrendous things going on. These wildfires, you guys remember the whole thing of Australia, and more recently in Colorado, well right now as we speak, there are these wildfires raging, and two of my friends told me just yesterday, they are most likely going to lose their house. And they're just kind of sitting there, waiting and watching to see if it burns or not, while their neighbors' houses burn around them. And I thought, how terrible, what a horrible way to live on top of all of this other stuff in 2020 and all of these anxieties that you would imagine having to lose your house and your home that you've worked so hard for on top of that. And I actually read an article today about millennials and it was explaining how barely any millennials own houses and that previously, like the, the boomer generation, most of them actually do own homes because it was a lot cheaper and easier to do and the statistics just now are terrible and people just aren't able mostly due to the amount of loans that we have to take out for educational purposes and and then you have to obviously pay those back so it's much harder these days and it's not even to mention that we're basically in a depression that is as bad as the 30s in fact probably one of the worst depressions that we've ever seen in America's history. And then add on top of this the political agenda going on now, this crazy, I mean, definitely something that's going to go down in history forever, we can all agree on that. One way or another, President Trump is going down in history as probably the worst president of the entirety of the history of any president in America's 
is true. That's just a fact, and it's a terrible thing to even have to say on the thing, but it is very realistic at this point. So we're living in a strange time where a lot of people actually like Trump. That's right, I actually have friends who really like the guy. And I think, I was like, why is this? Why is it that so many people like him? And I think what it is, is that as humans, we're kind of repressed sometimes in our feelings. And so ultimately, we're kind of these selfish creatures, right? And we are very self-serving. And so there's this very American concept of your rights. I've got to protect my rights. You know, I don't want to wear a mask. You know, I want to own a gun. I want to do this, right? And it's this very selfish but very American you know, popularized mindset of that is what America is about, freedom and rights. So a lot of people adopt that very strongly. And sorry, I was just doing that because I heard the noise again in the garden. It's very interesting. A lot of people adopt that very strongly into their mentality of what America is today. And I think Trump represents a lot of that repression left off that now they feel they can voice their opinions. Like, let's say, before you were truly racist and you felt like you couldn't voice it because morally, for most part, people would teach you, hey, that's wrong, it's bad, you shouldn't judge people. And so even if you felt that way, you would just keep quiet because you knew society would pick on you. But now, because there's so many other people who are like, oh yeah, I can be openly white supremacist or whatnot, it's like it's suddenly okay, the floodgate is open. So people are like, yeah, you know, I feel this way too, and, and Trump's agenda feels this way, therefore I relate to it, right? That's what that's what is actually going on now. So it's not that people have suddenly become more racist. My fear is that people have been racist all along, truly, and now they're less afraid to voice the opinions that they already were previously feeling. That's actually my feeling on it. And I know that's a terrible thing to say, and you want it to be like I want it to be, but we've grown in terms of humanity and that we've learned that, yes, the amount of melanin in your skin, your your skin tone should not dictate how people treat you, right? Your gender, regardless of what it is, should not dictate how people treat you. And the fact that it took so long for basic things, even in terms of, you know, gay rights or marriage, to be normalized is is insane to even think about. But I do think, in some respects, we are heading in the right direction. But there is a balance to be made there. So people are starting to understand that, okay, you know, how, how, you know, your, your intelligence has nothing to do with your gender. Whereas in the past, we'd say, oh, yes, you know, women are stupid. And of course, there are still people, especially in incel groups, who genuinely still to this day believe that and make no mistake that inequality still exists. We talk about minorities. Unfortunately, from a feminism perspective, women are still very much in a minority. They still get paid less. The pink tax is very real. We haven't quite broken the glass ceiling. And there's a lot of complications that have gone on with that while trying to fight and gain for that equality. It's a really hard topic, honestly, to even discuss or talk about. But I do have hope and especially when I see a lot of these utopian futuristic shows and they kind of have completely normalized the concept of gay marriage at that point. And I do know that we are heading in that direction, but by God, is it a difficult, long and slippery slope. But for those of you who may be feeling despair, like, oh, I feel like war is coming or civil war or something along those lines, which a lot of my friends actually genuinely feel that things are heading in a very bad 
direction and obviously we've got the elections coming up we don't know what will happen we really nobody knows at this juncture it's this terrifying thing i'd highly suggest if you're listening obviously i'm british i can't vote but that doesn't mean that you can't vote and there's nothing wrong with early voting i would highly suggest you get out there and exercise your right as an american regardless of who you're voting for to go out and vote that's the one thing we can all agree on upon listening to this is that we all should vote and a lot of people are like well you know why should i bother well it turns out your vote may just make the difference in the long run and that is a very important thing so we'll see what happens is the point. I still have faith in humanity. You know, I obviously, it's been damaged a lot recently. I've seen so much negativity on social media and so much fighting, even within my close friendship groups, people fighting each other, people who previously would have never been fighting are now very angry. And I've noticed there's so much collective anger, isn't there? There's so much collective anger out there and despair and frustration and people are taking it out on one another versus seeing the bigger picture, versus seeing the problem, you know, and people are frustrated with the pandemic, and that is adding and leading into those deeper anxieties. And I promised we'd get into some occult and magic on this podcast. I feel also at the same time as this different movement coming along, and we talk about Christian you know, Christianity is a religion which has been very popular for a long time. It is so pleasant and nice now to see that pagan religion is becoming more popular than ever in American culture. It's actually been quite popular in British culture for a while. You know, we had Gerald Gardner and uh, a lot of Wiccan mentality going on there. It was very normal, almost into the political agenda. People were just aware of it. We've obviously got our Stonehenge and people love that and Avebury Stone Circle, but in America, you guys are starting to really adopt it. And obviously, I'm an avid TikTok user. I know a lot of people out there hate the platform. I totally understand that, guys. It's difficult to accept, change, or understand when something is becoming so rapidly popular, which TikTok inevitably is. It is a highly popular platform right now. And if you're looking for something that gets you growth, honestly, you'll get more views on TikTok than you ever would on Instagram, than you ever would on Facebook, than you ever will on Twitter, because it's still open and it doesn't have those restrictions yet. That doesn't mean those restrictions aren't coming, especially as they're now introducing advertising. And we know all of these platforms, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, rely on that advertising money to kind of make themselves grow. But we do know that TikTok has this huge witch community. In fact, you can look up the hashtag witch talk and they all have these things. And a lot of them are baby witches or like, as we say in the goth community, baby bats, which are younger people who are kind of getting into that scene. And they're all like, yeah, I'm going to hex the moon. And there's whole groups of them being like, yeah, let's go hex the moon. And a lot of it is obviously a joke that kind of caught on viral. I don't, I know a lot of people like, man, these baby witches doing stupid shit on TikTok. But in reality, I think they're smarter than you think. And a lot of them are doing it for the views because they know they can get the views on that platform and it's controversial, right? The plus side of that whole thing is it's still shedding light on the pagan community. And a lot of my friends are like, well, we don't want it. A lot of my pagan friends, seriously, are like, we don't want it in the in the mainstream. We liked it when it was more secretive and special to us, which I totally understand that mindset as well. But in some respects, I do think that paganism has such a good story behind it and such a good set of moral compass on it. 
you know, even things like the threefold law and everything and the karma and the retribution there. But there's so much positivity in it and herbal healing and there's, there's, there are very good things to it, is what I'm trying to say. Whether you're a hedge witch or, you know, an esoteric enthusiast, we're all on that left-hand path in that world and there's goodness to be had there. So I'm not afraid of it becoming more popular. I was well aware that would happen. And I honestly embrace that and I think you guys should too because it means more access to good literature, more people are going to write fascinating books, more videos are going to be made, more things that you love will become accessible to you. And that's what I love about TikTok right now. I go on there and thanks to the algorithms, I'll see so much occult stuff and I love it. I can sit there for hours scrolling through it and truly enjoy all of the content for its unique nature. Likewise, we've got this whole cottage core thing coming in, right? Which is a very new concept. Aesthetics have been around for a while, but this idea of us bringing it into the public light, whether it's Academa Light, Academa Dark, right? Which is the school aesthetic. It's kind of like a university studying aesthetic mixed in with the occult as well. It's fascinating. If you don't know about it, you should definitely look it up. I love where this is going and I love where the younger generation are taking it. I think TikTok is great as a platform because it actually allows younger people to express themselves in a way that previously they were never allowed to do before. It just wasn't allowed. You look at platforms like Facebook and stuff and it's so methodically controlled. You can't really post anything on there, to be honest. The nice thing about TikTok is it encourages theatre, right? So for people to express themselves, for people to actually dress up, and cosplay before was definitely a thing, and obviously we've got cosplay at conventions, but now cosplay is accessible to anyone, anywhere, anytime at home, for people who feel brave enough. And guess what? Young kids and teenagers now are feeling brave enough to make the content and to put themselves out there. And instead of being judged, because everyone else is now doing it, everyone's commenting positively and suddenly someone who's creative who might want to go off and become a director or someone who wants to be an actress has a platform early on to practice the art on and develop their skills and I think that's a good thing for our generation with all of the other bad things like the social media and 2020 and the hatred I do feel like TikTok does nurture some of the more positive things in kids which I think is really good the question is, though, where is this all going to go? You know, we've got the wildfires and the elections, you know, and nobody seems like anyone on either side of that, and I don't think anyone's going to be happy, whatever result. It's like thinking yesterday, what, what will happen, you know, if Trump gets elected? You know, there are going to be some very unhappy people, very unhappy people. If Biden gets elected, there are going to be some even more angry, unhappy people. So you can't really win on either side is my fear. And that whatever happens, there will still be negative consequences that are coming that we as a country need to be prepared for. And it's added on top of this anxiety, underlying anxiety of the pandemic of, you know, when does it end? When does it end? Because honestly, other countries are doing great, like China's having big concerts again because they took, yes, admittedly extreme measures in the beginning, but they were able to control the pandemic. Even the UK is doing much better now. There are so many other countries that are doing better because they took it more seriously in the beginning. But because we're very much in this country of freedom, for better and worse, that's positive to it as well, we were like, no, we don't have to do this. And people don't like having their rights taken away from them. 
So we're now at a situation where, guess what? You know, the pandemic is not going to go away anytime soon. And I was thinking about it. I think we actually have to change our, our viewing on this. I think really we have to look at it like this. The pandemic is actually never going to go away. That's a fact. Just like colds never go away and the flu never goes away, right? We have colds and flu every year. Likewise, COVID is going to happen. It will just be part of a repertoire of respiratory illnesses. That doesn't mean that we can't be careful about how we do of it. Like, when you're dealing with it, wearing a mask is a good way to go. If you physically have it, then wearing a mask to prevent, you know, infection of other people is good. That is a good thing to do. In fact, they do it in Japan and many other countries, especially in Asia. It's just commonplace courtesy. So I think we need to adopt that more into our lifestyle as well. But I think at some point we do have to start living our lives again. That doesn't mean we have to have gatherings of 200 plus people or concerts anytime soon. But we definitely have to start moving towards getting back into our jobs. And especially for folks in my sector of the industry where everything has come to a halt. It's very important that we find other avenues of revenue and try to kind of save that and push forwards because it is so bad right now and there are so many people who've completely lost their jobs and I have seen restaurants slowly start to reopen and especially focus on delivery and try to make those things a little bit better and I would hope at least for us as well in our in our small area of the world that we try to do the same thing as well so we'll see what happens here it's kind of anxious times and I've definitely been feeling the anxiety a little bit recently, as I'm certain you guys listening to this do as well. And I want you to know, listening to this, regardless of what political view you're on either side, you know, regardless of how you view the whole situation going on here, I'm, I'm sure there's anxiety all around. And I want you guys to know that I do believe it will get better. I do still believe in humanity and I do believe that collectively together we will come to right conclusions eventually and do the right thing. In other words, I still have hope for all of us yet. So, without further ado, I appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me tonight and I hope you have a wonderful evening. Take care and good night.